What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. And we are happy. I am happy to have you guys here on April 4th. Even though I record, April 5th, excuse me, I record this on April 3rd, uh, Saturday. And we're going to get into everything from the week. But you're going to need to bear with me this week. I did something this week I never, ever do. So sometimes I get emails from you guys or messages on DMs from uh, Instagram and you guys are like, why didn't you talk about this or this or this? I need to get a better way of writing my notes because usually what happens is I'll see something, I want to talk about it and I just won't write it down and I'll just think I can remember it and then I'll forget to write it down. This week I did something where I just wrote everything down once I saw it. It just so happened that like once I saw it, I, was, I, I just wrote it down so the notes are all over the place. I'm going to be all over the place. So just follow me on this journey. Um, we're going to go completely out of order this week. Before I get started, though, I appreciate everyone that watched uh, the episode of Nima's podcast that I was on. Uh, not this week, but last week, March 25th. Um, her podcast is amazing. It really is about just in, interconnecting not just independent world, but just people in general. She's a great individual. Um, I've I've never met her three-dimensionally before. We met from me doing another interview, and um, she started following me on Instagram. I followed her back, and um, I just started, I don't know, like, I just started looking at her paintings and her drawings and her writings, and she's just a good soul altogether. But I had some people ask me why didn't, why didn't I promote it on the show? To be perfectly honest with you, I completely forgot about it. Like, since the beginning of February, I've been on the go. Literally had two days off all of March. And I don't even consider those two days off off because I'm constantly working on other things. And so, um, I just, she asked me about a month and a half ago before the date. And she was like, hey, I got these dates open. I'd like for you to be on the podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. Um, And I just put it in my calendar and I just left it at that. And I completely forgot about it. (sighs) Excuse me. Um, I don't know why, you know, it's fine. I I would sit here and not do anything for like three, four, five, six hours, not yawn once. I get on the show, I start yawning. It's It's become a thing like, um, freaking air quotes you can't see me doing air quotes i guess but you know some people asked me about something i said on the show and pretty much what i said on the show was this is like the swan song i would never do a podcast again that was taken out of context pretty much what i meant was like when i decided to redo the show restart the show i wanted to be fresh i wanted to be fun um, I didn't want it to be any pressure. That's why I took that literally took that month off or three, four weeks off or whatever. Um, and I just kind of put out different content for shows because um, just doing things differently. But yeah, that is true. What I said I'm taking this 50 episodes at a time, and like like I'm gonna reevaluate. Once I got to 50, I had to reevaluate. And, and and see if I still want to do it. No matter what, I'm not gonna leave. Just randomly leave again. 
Um, but I would definitely give more more than enough heads up. As we hit to 100, I'm thinking about, do, do I want to continue? You know, we, we'll see. Like I said, the whole goal was to really give closure to the fans that stuck by me in, in that last podcast. But it's like, but it would be a, a better way of doing things. Um, but yeah, I'm taking it kind of like 50 episodes at a time. And I do agree with Steve Austin. Steve Austin said a lot. We're going we're gonna to get into that that news. We're going there um, in a second. But when Steve Austin said the reason why he doesn't do a weekly podcast anymore is because it's a daunting task. It very much is a daunting task when you have a really, really out-of-control schedule. And I have to find different ways. This was like before when I literally was, used to joke and say I'm Mick Foley because I would find different ways of recording, different places of recording the show. Um, and that wasn't the best quality. At least this time around, I have a mic that I can always carry with me. So it'll be much better quality, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it just it's it, it's just the way it is, you know. So if I, I'm gonna be happy if I get to 150, 200 episodes, and then I'm like, all right, my schedule is just too busy for it now. Like I know as it, especially as we get later in this year, I don't think it's gonna be possible for me to do the show, a weekly show at least. You know, I may be able to transform it into something like what Austin does, which is like. Like a show once a month or something, but we'll see, you know. But yeah, it wasn't meant to take like the shows in the United States. I'll let you guys this time around. I would definitely let you guys know. So that's the big thing out of it. But more importantly, I appreciate you guys watching the show, uh, especially since I didn't promote it. Um, I just forgot, got busy. But um, let's get into the big news of the week Jericho and Austin revealed that on Peacock, April 11th, April. 11th, Chris Jericho will be on WWE programming for the first time in three years as he will be the next guest of the Broken Skull Sessions. Hashtag Forbidden Door. I love this. I love the move. Of course, it will be the one to do it is Jericho. I don't care what anyone says. I know people give me crap all the time about Jericho and my analogies with him. But Jericho, without a doubt, I call him the P. Diddy of the wrestling industry. Because if you ever follow P. Diddy's career or Diddy's career, whatever you want to call him, Puffy's career, he has ever evolved. Now he owns a television network. Now he 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 he, he partnered in liquor. and He's always been just ahead of the curve when it comes to other business ventures. Jericho is the same way. Jericho is a rock star. Jericho was hosting a show on some network i believe it well i can't remember what the show was but he was, he was doing that like he's always it's thing people gotta realize right jericho's really outspoken on social media and you know his politics so i think that hurts him a lot way same way it hurt Ernst Eggert when people found out oh my god he's a white conservative guy i'm so offended oh it's uh, these people are in a different tax bracket they're gonna see things differently than you are if you're broke let's just be honest let's be real you know and and so, this t- for me, Jericho is in my top three. It's uh, uh, it's Macho Man Jericho and Triple H. Um, and even then, if I'm being completely honest, it's it's really top two because Jericho and Macho Man are right there. They're you know, and one of the great thrills of my life was to meet Jericho and I got an autograph for him, I have a picture from, from him. So no, I'm good. But of course, it would be him of all people to say, hey, let's do this. Blah, blah, blah. And Steve Austin said, like, he 
got texts from Jericho and, the, and then they ended up calling each other or Jericho called him and said this would be a good idea. So then Austin texts Vince, hey, I have a really good idea. I want Chris Jericho on the, on the skull session. He said, Vince, take him back, text him back, say, hey, it's a great idea. And so he said, I had to retext him <laughs> and say, hey, I want Chris Jericho. And Vince said, it's awesome. Go for it. Um, the only thing, let me say, and I have to say this, and I'm going to, I normally would not, uh, what's the word, bitch or moan, air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes about this. But when Triple H said, see, I'm not surprised, we're open for business. You, Vince McMahon has gone 30, 40 plus years not being open for business. He literally put NXT, even though NXT was already on Wednesdays, it was not a live show. He literally made them live and put them on USA because USA didn't want them. Let's be real. Let's just be real. Come on. Let's let's not do this now. Let's not play this game of we've be, always been open for business. Because you haven't. Now, Triple H may have been open to business because Triple H has been the one, as we've seen in the last decade, to bring the unforbidden people back that said they would never come back and the ones that stood fast that would never come back. Ultimate Warrior. Bruno San Martino, like let's let's just be real. Like like it's like Triple H has to remember, even though he is WWE all the way through, before he got into the position he's in, a lot of this stuff would not happen. I truly believe Warrior Ultimate Warrior would have passed away, never going into the Hall of Fame alive. Same thing with Bruno San Martino. So when I think he needs to remember when people are talking about some we're open, he needs to remember WWE is Vince, and Vince was never open for business. I'm not saying AEW scared him into doing this, but obviously, and obviously Tony Khan had to give his blessing for this as well. But the point is, things like this don't happen unless you just, in my opinion, um, want want to try to show a different side or try to keep the peace. Because let's be honest, like, yeah, AEW may not have the numbers to compete with Raw, but they have enough numbers to compete with. And, and we, and you know what? The more their stars grow and the more we get these fans back and Adam Hangman Page and Darby Allen become more and more superstars and more and more just bigger and bigger and bigger, you never know. They may they may one day get those numbers that Raw gets. But they definitely kicked NXT's butt for a full year. So so much that this week it was officially announced that NXT will be moving live to Tuesday nights. And so Raw will be the lead in. It'll be live still for a multi-year extension, and it'll be Tuesday night NXT. So that's the big news. When I saw it, I saw a picture of it, and I was like, "This looks this doesn't look Photoshop. This actually looks like real." <laughs> and I was like, "Is this real?" So I followed Jericho on Instagram, and um, I was like. Let me see if, if he posted anything. Sure enough, he posted a teaser of um, of it. And it was a cool teaser. They're face-to-face. They've been both panned to the camera. I think the Broken Skull sessions are fun. I like them. I need, I need to actually finish the one with Randy Orton. But now that I, I've officially moved myself over to Peacock, I think I still have the WWE Network for one more day. So I could probably watch it right now if I wanted to. Like when I'm done recording the show, obviously. Um... But I've been told nothing but bad things. I already had Peacock before. I had Peacock, uh, oh my, since it, since it dropped, actually. But I got Peacock initially because Rich Eisen shows on there. 
And then I, I remember, oh, this is NBC, and I can watch The Blacklist when it comes out. And then I just realized I love The Blacklist. I think that's a great show. I love everything about it. Um, the, the problem with The Blacklist, though, is I need to binge it. I need to binge all 22, 23, 24 episodes because there's so many callbacks in each episode. There's so many things that you can miss. I just don't like watching episode by episode. So I think I watched like one or two episodes, then I whatever. But I'm not going to. I'm going to obviously rewatch it when it all comes to Netflix. But I've always had already had Peacock, so the transition wasn't going to be hard. The only reason I didn't watch the pay-per-view Fastlane on Peacock is because I just knew it was going to be a crap show. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to put myself through that yet. We'll see how WrestleMania goes. We'll see how NXT goes, as a matter of fact. Um, that's going to be the first... I mean, even though Fastlane was the first test, NXT standing the level will be the next test. Um, so we will, we'll see, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's the big news of the week. I am... Super excited for this. We're going to, obviously, you cannot talk about Jericho currently without talking about AEW. And I don't think Jericho and Austin would hide that. Um, who knows how they're going to edit it, though. So you better, better be mindful of it. Uh, so, I would, I would be careful of that, you know. Um, but anyways, um, Sorry about that. I got a random text on the phone. So I, I just like, I was looking, I was like, who's this texting me? Yeah. No one important. Uh, let's get to the other big news of the week. Let's hit Raw. Um, and we're going to get to the big news of the week in a second because I have a lot to say about it. Um, but William Shatner and Rob Van Dam officially announced for the Hall of Fame. As I record this, they already recorded, I believe, all of the ceremony. And they're going to tape it, I believe, the night after WrestleMania. Um, I'm not going to watch it. I don't, I mean, I'm happy for everyone who's involved. Um, but I usually only watch specific people and their inductions. You know what? I take that back. I may watch RVD. Um, cause I know the Deli Boys were the first official ECW originals to be inducted. For a long time, I thought RVD was going to be that. And I think I thought that because... He's always just been in and out, but and it's been like short stints, and he's never actually had a problem with the company. Like I've never heard him say he had a problem with like Stephanie or Vince. There's always been other wrestlers who like, just try to kill his chi or whatever. But I'm extremely happy for them. William Shatner was always a big part of wrestling. I think I've never heard anyone say they had a problem with William Shatner or anything. They've always said he's got it. Um, it is William Shatner, of course. So I don't see how he wouldn't get it. Um, but. RVD, just to get into a little bit of uh, him, obviously he went. He was a, an ECW original, and by far when they came over in the invasion, he was the most popular person in the invasion. He by far, it was. I think he's. I don't think he was ever ever a heel in WWE. Um, I think once he came over to WWE, I don't know if he's ever played heel anymore. He was a heel in ECW when he was with Sambu and uh, Fonz, but. Once I think once he had that historic ECW TV title run, he wasn't booed ever again. Now someone know someone has can remind me of another time when he's been a heel, a full fledged heel. Let me know, but I don't think it. And yeah, he was never the best promo or anything. He he always uh, I I think he he was not a terrible promo. He wasn't a forgive me. He, uh, I'm doing Hail Marys. <laughs> he was never a ricochet. 
you know, but he he was I'll say he was mediocre at best. Uh, I'll say medi- middle middle of the road. Let's say that. But um, he was never ECW World Heavyweight Champion in their original ECW. And um, at one point in time, if you ever watched ECW, a big reason why is because his TV title matches were main eventing pay-per-views and main eventing shows. The TV title at one point in time, when RVD had it during that historic run, um, was more important than the world title. Uh, It just was. And I believe we were heading towards, and I can't remember who said this story. I think it was RVD who said this. I believe, from what, according to him, uh, they were heading to a champion versus champion match where he was going to unify the TV title, and not unify, but like win both the, the TV title and the world title. But then he had the horrific injury that took him out, and he had to forfeit the TV title, and so he never won the ECW Heavyweight Championship in the in the original ECW. Um, but he was multiple time tag team champions. I want to say his greatest rival in ECW, the original one, was without a doubt Jerry Lynn. Him and Jerry Lynn had matches galore, and um, they were always perfection. You know, um, that that clearly was his greatest rival. Obviously, his best friend is Sabu. Um, and then you transfer to WWE when he's in the invasion. He by far is the most popular person. He won the hardcore title. He, he I think he ended up having a main event match with Steve Austin. Um where I believe he pinned Steve Austin in this heel run. I believe R V D did pin Steve Austin while he was a while he was the world champion in a non title match. Um he had a great ladder match with with Jeff Hardy in two thousand one. That entire SummerSlam two thousand one. I don't know if it gets talked about enough because it was all going on during the invasion. But there were just certain moments in that where it was just like, oh my god. Like, when Shane Man gets clotheslined from hell from JBL during the main event, Rock returns on the WCW title, that ladder match between Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam, that entire night was a fun night of wrestling. The Austin Angle match, oh my god, what a match that was. Um, I don't think that pay-per-view gets talked about enough. But um, as he ended up evolving... Um, it was, he is credited for the one to bring back ECW One Night Stand. Apparently, he is the one that brought the idea to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon said, let's do it. After the rise and the fall of ECW DVD, which is, to this day, the best produced WWE DVD ever. And I want to say right behind it was the last Steve Austin DVD they did. But that rise and fall of ECW was perfection. Every character, even the Pitbulls, number one and number two, who never made a name for themselves outside of ECW, even got some shine. Like the, it was, they hit every. It was a long DVD. It was like a three-hour-long DVD, but they hit every spot that you needed to it was i think it was hard for any ecw fan to not appreciate that one now it's the last time they did ecw good they usually did ecw wrong um <laughs> but that dvd was a catalyst for them bringing back ecw which uh, <laughs> um but rbd was apparently one who went to miss say this is an idea i have um 
and he did not he was not part of the first one he was there but he had a serious ankle injury and he, he did he came back and cut a promo and did like a kick or something but he was hurt um but when he came back the next year his very next his very first match he came back was wrestlemania was it 22 ladder match money in the bank he wins the money in the bank and then he ends up going on to defeat Shelton Benjamin to win the Intercontinental title. He would then lose the title back to Shelton Benjamin. But then he did something that no one else had ever done to that point. He challenged John Cena as a man. So I'm not going to cash this in on you. I'm catching this in at ECW One Night Stand 2006. You have that long to get prepared. That night, I remember I ordered that pay-per-view. That night was scary. Because I remember seeing John Cena go into that atmosphere with an ECW original who had never held a world championship. And I said to myself, they're going to kill this guy. Cena tried throwing his shirt into the crowd. They kept throwing it back. They would wipe their butt with it and give him the middle finger. I said, Cena's probably going to die tonight. And according to Cena, like, he didn't shower or anything. Like he, like, he literally, he ended the match. He rolled out of the ring. He immediately ran to the back or walked to the back. Jumped into and jumped to a, into a waiting car for him, and they drove off. Um, but oh my God, those fans were rampant that night. Like, I really truly think this might be dramatic, but I believe it. He would, they would have rioted if Cena would have won that match. There was no way Cena could win that match. Um, he won the match by hooking my crook. Paul Heyman counted the three count. Not even a real referee count. I guess technically ECW. Paul Heyman was a referee. Um, Edge came out, speared John Cena. Frog Splash, he gets his, his two world titles because then he was gifted the ECW championship. Um, he lost it a couple months, a couple weeks later because he had caught smoking weed with Sabu. But that was obviously the pinnacle for him. He was a former tag team champion with Kane, former Intercontinental champion, former hardcore champion, former WWE, former ECW champion. Um, well deserved. He obviously went on to be an impact. He's a former impact world champion or TNA. Whatever doesn't offend you guys this week. Um, but more than deserved. Um, he should not be the last ECW original to go in the Hall of Fame. Um, but he should. He, he, it's good that he's at least in the top three. Because he definitely made his mark for sure um, on the industry. And I'm pretty sure people to this day are wrestling because of Art Rob Van Dam. So uh, congratulations to him and Bill Shatner. William Shatner. Um, let's get to the Shane versus Braun will happen at WrestleMania in a steel cage match. I don't remember the last time we had a steel cage match at a WrestleMania. I'm not talking about, and Hell in a Cell doesn't count. Hell in a Cell is its own thing. But when's the last time we actually had a steel cage match? And I know it wasn't Bundy versus Hogan at WrestleMania 2. But like, I'm trying to think, like, I don't remember. But it's been a long time since we had like a, just a good old-fashioned steel cage match. Um, still have no interest in watching this. Um, don't know why. And the reason why, is matter of fact, there's no better time than now. So, listen to the participants in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Tozawa, Angel Garza, Cedric Alexander, Drew Gulak, Elias, Eric, Grand Metalik. Humberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jey Uso, Kalisto, Tucker, T-Bar, Slapjack, Shinsuke Nakamura, 
Shelton Benjamin, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, Murphy, Mace, Lindsay Dorado, King Corbin. First of all, when's the last time we saw Tucker on TV? Last year? Second of all, you give Shane a spot at WrestleMania, and you have Shinsuke Nakamura, a former United States Tag Team Intercontinental Champion, Royal Rumble winner in this match. Just saying. Why? Anyways, don't care about this match. Um... So we pick up from last week where Drew has a, a money on his head. He has a price tag on his head. And so he's going around the locker room saying, hey, whoever wants to challenge, just go to the ring. Ricochet does challenge him. Uh, gets beat, of course. Um, the night ends with Lashley and Baron Corbin from SmackDown taking out Drew McIntyre. Of course, this is the former team that used to fight the Shield, if you remember that. But the biggest news of the night was they broke up the Hurt Business. Remember now, they were teasing this a couple months ago. They were teasing tension in the Hurt Business, and people didn't like it. And now, they just broke them up. And according to Fightful, MVP and Lashley went to Vince McMahon themselves to try to talk, because this was, this was a Vince call. They went to Vince themselves just to say, hey, we think this is a bad idea. Let's rethink this, and you know, not do this. And it was Vince's call to break them up. Are you freaking kidding me? Here's how mad Batista got. He said, who would break up the Hurt Business? No one. Hashtag bad for business. I don't get why your most consistently good thing of Raw over the last nine months, you break up. But here's the thing, though. Here's, here's why it's hard to be mad. He's broken up every team he can possibly break up in the last nine months as well. Tucker and Otis. Everyone that's been together has been broken up. So it makes me think, why are you even... While AEW is just making stable after stable after stable, these guys are just breaking up tag teams and stables. I understood a couple weeks ago when they took the tag team titles off them. understood to a degree. I didn't like it, but I understood New Day is the money. However, to just take Sean Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, put them in a prominent role, then just take it away just to put them in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which isn't even airing on WrestleMania this year. I believe it's airing on SmackDown next week, or this Friday, excuse me, before WrestleMania. So, let me get some water. I'm sitting here getting all... Angry. That's really good. I don't get that part of it. And this makes me think that they're going to take that belt off Lashley and make him a, a transitional champion. I hope they don't. My God, I hope they don't. But this makes me think that. So, there's they're, they're not going to go anywhere with them. Especially with Cedric Alexander. And so it's just, it's just, it's just annoying. It's never frustrating. It's annoying because it's so stupid. I just don't get why you would do that. But you know what? He's proven over the last nine months to a year. He's just going to, he's just going to break up everybody. Whatever. <laughs> 
Um, let's just stick with Raw. I mean, stick with WWE. Um, SmackDown, I thought it ended great. We had a street fight between Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan, where Daniel Bryan snapped and laid out Jey Uso. Edge was on commentary. He laid out Edge. Roman Reigns was up on the ramp, sitting there. He threw a chair at Bryan. Bryan ducked at him with a knee, then put him in the LaBelle lock. He laid out all three men. Just some fire in his eyes. And look here, he's tired of being screwed over. You know? Um, and I can't blame him. I'm looking forward to that. I'm assuming this is on night two. And so main event and culminate WrestleMania. I actually, I know Brian's in there to take the fall. I know he's taking the fall for sure. I just don't know who's going to win yet. I thought, I, I thought for sure. And I don't know why I thought this way. Cause someone come back to me. Why do you think if edge and reigns are solo edge wins? Only just because they don't want, because I just don't see him losing, having won two Royal Rumbles and not winning one title from those. But I would have to assume this is how they get the belt on Edge. I would have to assume this is how you, but do you really want to take Roman Reigns out the main event picture? I don't know. Well, if you pin Brian, he has no way of getting back in the main event. He's lost, right? So that could be the way that Edge wins the belt. For a Hogan 2002 token run, and then next month or whenever the next pay per view is, Reigns wins it back. I just wouldn't take the bell of Reigns at all right now. But look, look what we just did with her business. I just have to assume this is the way they get the belt on Edge, because Edge has never been a Universal Champion, and I don't think he's gonna win multiple world titles. He's gonna win one world title. We all know this. This may be how they get him there, but I know Bryan's in there to take the fall for sure. Edge and Reigns are not taking the fall. Um, Apollo Crews challenged Biggie to a Nigerian drum match. I'm looking forward to knowing what that is. Um, and I'll have to assume that Apollo Crews is winning that belt. Uh, cause I've never heard of this before. And obviously they're going to make up some ridiculous rules, but whatever. Um, Sami Zayn calls out Logan Paul, Paul Logan, Logan, whatever his name is, Logan Paul, his dance moves are absolutely ridiculous, for one. Two, I really like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and there definitely needed to be a spot for both of them at WrestleMania. Especially after the year they've both been through and what they've done for the company. I, I just didn't understand why this was thrown together. Why? But then again, I guess we have enough multi-man matches that they don't need to be in a multi-man match. So whatever. And, and, and a really a surprise here, I didn't see this coming, like a 30-second match, Natalia pinned Shayna Baszler. Like, what? Okay. I just didn't see that coming. I just thought it was freaking weird. And I was like, um, hmm. Shayna Baszler, we all know she's a killer. But in this tag team, she's not. She's the one taking the falls. So that way, Nia Jax can be protected. That's kind of annoying. Um, but whatever. NXT. Let's hit NXT. As this two, excuse me, this Wednesday and Thursday, their final night on Wednesday, they should get a ratings win over AEW on their way out the door, considering that this upcoming week is a takeover show. Two nights of takeover. I would have to imagine they're going to win this week's war. 
Um, the Gauntlet saw L.A. Knight win, so he'll be the last one to go in to to the the Gauntlet match. Um, I said Gauntlet match. He won the Battle Royal, so he's the last one to go into the Gauntlet match. Um, I would have to assume Dexter Loomis is going to win this thing and go on to night two to challenge Johnny Gargano for that North American Championship. I like this Battle Royal. I love Battle Royals for some reason. I have no clue why. I've just always loved Battle Royals. Um, but the one thing that I took out that came out of this was Kushida and Pete Dunne. Excuse me, more water. Um, they fought their way out of the Battle Royal. Yes, please. What a fun match that will be. Um, I don't know if it's happening at TakeOver, but I'm, whenever it happens, I'm for it. I am all for it, you know? Um, also, EO and Raquel. Obviously, Raquel's getting that belt. It's her time. They brawled the entire night. EO did not back down, but she, Raquel is just too much. And she's getting that woman's championship. And um, But I did love the brawl. And, and, I, and here's my thing. Here's, where, and here's the reason why I think... It, I just said they shouldn't win the ratings night because it's a takeover. Some people takeovers, it won't matter, right? Some people just like AEW. You're not going to put anything against it, and they're, gonna, and they're not going to watch anything else, right? Here's the thing. I think every match is built up so well for this takeover. Whether it's EO and Raquel, Cross and Balor, uh, freaking O'Reilly and Cole. I just think it's just built up to where it's going to be hard for people to not turn and stay with NXT because you might miss something. And I would have to assume they're going to do something special. It is technically WrestleMania week as you're hearing this. So, I don't know. I just That's just me. Um, the video package for Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole is amazing. This match is going to be ridiculous. And just so you guys know, I am going to do a show on Friday. That will be, air quotes, canon. <laughs> um to the shows. It won't just be like a special show like the whole Bobby Lashley show. It will be a show that's strictly centered around NXT and the takeover. So it'll come out either Friday night or Saturday night. Um, let's just say for safe, because I don't know how busy I'm going to be this week. I'm assuming really busy. Let's just say it'll come out Saturday. Right, but it will it will be out there. It'll be strictly focused on NXT Takeover, and then that Monday, the f- next Monday, the show we're we're not talking about AEW. We're talking about strictly about WrestleMania is night one and two, but the show will be delayed. The show won't come out till later on that night. It will come out, but it won't come out till Monday night. Um, I will definitely post it on social media when it does come out. Um, but just expect those to be the shows that that happen. Um, but there will be no talk of AEW. Because I'm going to watch it still, but it's just going to be such a big week. I'm not going to sit here and have an eight-hour show dissecting everything. I'm just not. Um, but, yeah, we will do that. So, let's get into AEW. Then we'll hit New Japan, and then we'll end it. Um, 
I thought AEW had a great fun show. The show went by so freaking fast. Um, I, I was watching it on YouTube. I kept clicking. I was like, oh, wow, this show's like just breezing by. It was just, every segment meant something. And I think that's just so rare for any TV show. For it to be have like every segment to mean something. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like this is, this is really cool. Um, we start off with um, Christian's match, Christian Cage's match, his first match in seven years, first singles match. And him and Kazarian was the right guy. And Christian got the win. He outworked Kazarian. It was a really good match. Um, I had no idea. And now I found this out. So the reason why Pac hasn't been on television is because Pac hurt his ankle. So I was wondering, I was like, well, hold on a second. Pac and Ray Phoenix have never gotten their tag team title match. And Laredo Kid has been tag tag him, but that's the only reason why is because Pac is, is hurt right now. But it's not apparently it's not serious. They'll have him back very soon. Um, but I had no idea SCU were the number one contenders for the tag team titles. I knew they were doing an episode, excuse me, a storyline from Dark, where if they lose one more match, they disband as a tag team. But I had no clue. And when I saw that they were number one contenders, I said, let me rewind that. You know? So that's interesting to see. And then later on, Matt Jackson, when he had an interview before Don Callis smacked him, he said, hey, can we talk about SCU or something? And it's like, holy crap. So you, you still have SCU as the number one contenders, but you still have Ray Phoenix and Pac that are owed a World Tag Team Championship match. So just didn't realize that. Um... The Inner Circle came back, and they came back with a vengeance as they beat the hell out of the Pinnacle. Uh, Dax was the one busted open. Um, Sean Spears had a door slammed on him. Uh, MJF got swirly. And then a oldie but goodie, the worst is yet to come from Jericho. He threw him through the Pepsi machine. Uh, the last time I think we heard him say that was 2008 with Shawn Michaels. Um, but this is going to be a fun feud. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and so that was really cool. Um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page will form a tag team and their first match will be on Evolution? Evolution, not a thing. Elevation, excuse me. Ooh, that was weird. Um, QT Marshall has officially turned heel. We saw this coming. He's been doing it for months. But he split the Nightmare family in half, essentially. And he piled drove Dustin as Dustin was busted open on, on some steel steps. Like, he did a number on these guys. And the one thing I, I, I get that no one likes Cody, or a, a lot of people don't like Cody, right? This dude is a mid-card talent right now. That's why I'm just trying, I'm, that's why I'm just like, where are you, like, you don't have to watch the mid-card shit. Like, like, he's literally feuding with his own faction right now. I just that gets that. The, 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 do you know what the, the Cody Rhodes hate perplexes me the same way the LeBron James hate perplexes me? It just it just does. I don't get it. I know. Anyways, um, John Moxley and the Bucks look like they are allied as they will team to face the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. Now, I'm more inclined to be distrustful of the Bucks as of right now. I'm thinking this is more of a Four Horsemen Sting thing, or a Sting with Team Ric Flair. Don't you screw me. Don't you do it. And then they would screw him. 
<laughs> I just can't believe the Bucks are going to not turn on John Moxley. I, I just I have to see this for myself for them to not do it because um, I believe they're going to do it. Um, but that match happens next week, so we'll see. Um, in the main event, this was a fun main event. Arcade, uh, what was it called? Arcade Mayhem or something like that. You had Miro, Penelope Ford, who wasn't officially in the match, but, you know, she's going to be a part of it. She's out there with Kip Sabian. Versus Orange Cassidy and Charles. <laughs> this is just a fun match. I know AEW has been criticized for like what they put as their main events. I think this was worth. I think this was main event worthy. And I, like the best friends when they've had these street fights with people, whether it's been Pride and Powerful or whatever, it's just been good and fun. We had two big returns: Chris Statlander, who jumped out of a machine. And push the machine open right on poor Penelope Ford's face. Oh my goodness, the wish she came back with a vengeance. And then she put her through an air hockey table. And that bump looked like murder. It looked like, hey, I'm calling the cops. Someone is dead. Um, what a move that was. Then Trent and his mom return. And they fought off Miro. And they end up uh, getting the win. The best friends return with Chris Statler, the hug. I think this is a great way to end the feud. And if you look at it, and I don't know if the, have the best friends, I don't remember if they have or not. Someone let me know. Have the best friends had a tag team championship match? Because they have uh, won multiple feuds now against Pride and Powerful. And that they shouldn't win the tag team titles, is what I'm saying. But against Pride and Powerful, they won that feud. And last night or the other night. So, excuse me, water break. So I'm like, have they even been considered? Or they could have had one already. I just forgot about it. Um, but this was just a fun main event. I liked it. Like I said, I know sometimes their main event choices aren't the best. But this was fun. This was fun, especially with the two returns. I didn't see these two returning right now. And um, Chris Statlander adds some major, major, major um power star power to that woman's division that needs it um she can be the once Britt baker takes that that woman's championship from sheeta chris statlander could be one of the few with her next you know i don't think thunder rose is getting that woman's championship only because she's still under contract to the nwa but um i that that just adds that that's what that woman's division just needs so much more help and her having her back is going to help a lot. Um, so, to me, this was a fun episode of AEW. If you can find it, if you can watch it like on demand or something for TNT or find it on YouTube, it's an hour and like 45 minutes worth your time. It's really worth it. It was a fun show. And last but not least, New Japan. They unveiled their new New Japan World Heavyweight Championship, which will be a new lineage in itself. Kota Ibushi is the first... New Japan World Heavyweight Champion, and that belt looks like the Divas title. It looks terrible. Why they would change it up is something I'll never know, but they unify the Intercontinental Championships and everything like that, but oh 
my God. That is freaking ugly. And my first thought was, but why? I, I don't get why they unified it, but apparently they had this bigger plan because the winner of the New Japan Cup um, and the winner used to get a world title match. So Will Ospreay should get a world title match, but this year they're changing it up. They have introduced a new championship, a strong openweight championship to the winner of the New Japan Cup, which is Will Ospreay. And... Um, I guess he's going to be the inaugural champion. Doesn't mean he won't get a championship match later on down the road. But as of right now, I guess they're going to try to change it up that way. But that belt looks ugly. Um, I'm, I just don't know why they would change it up. I don't know why they would unify it. Whatever. Questionable decisions all over this past week. Is the, is the, let's do it there. It was a, a questionable decisions week. Let's just leave it there. Um, but yeah. It was just um, interesting. But we have a new title introduced. And so we'll see how that goes. Um, and we'll see Osprey will get, be the inaugural champion. So. Anyways, that was the show for this week. Um, I will be back on Wednesday. And we will talk about episodes two and three of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because um, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't make the schedule work. Where I was able to record episode two as well. But I have not recorded episode two yet. My thoughts on it. So I'm going to do two and three together. You'll get that this Wednesday. Because um, I have watched episode three. And I know what I want to take from it. So anyways. That's the show for this week. Or for this Monday show. Excuse me. I will see you guys. Or you guys will hear me on Wednesday. have a And Friday or Saturday. We'll talk about NXT Stand Deliver. So there's a lot more this week coming up. I see things a little differently. We're out.